Good afternoon, Derek. What's it like to be back in the grind? You look like you're still on your vacation, actually. <laughs> I got flip-flops on, I got my beachy tee, you know, tie-dye tee on. Feeling a little, yeah, feeling like the weather is turning over and I'm starting to enjoy it a little bit more. That's good. I feel like you missed my original note of like, we're starting to look a little sloppy on the show, but that that's okay, that's not important. <laughs> I want you to, to be comfortable and feeling beachy. I'm trying to wear colors that stand out in people's news feeds, obviously, <laughs> so that they'll stop and watch the show. <laughs> All about strategy. Derek, we got a big show today, a lot of exciting things. I'm probably most excited to talk about the Reeves family. Yeah, family came down. Uh, it was a really fun time. We'll talk a little about it a little bit more. But and I'm also excited to talk about the trip that you went on. Uh, yeah, and a really cool feature that we have later in the show. Um, so a lot of exciting things happening between the both of us this past weekend. Even things are going to start happening to us now. And I think the first thing that should happen is brand news. What do you think? Kick it off for us. The news you didn't know you needed from the people you didn't know were giving it. Brand news with D White. Message is driving marketing for universities. Jacksonville keeps the beat on the St. John's River and Derek's parents land on the first coast. Message is driving marketing for universities. The pandemic kicked off big changes in tense discussions as colleges and universities rethought what made them unique. D. White and Company is helping its clients articulate a common message. Client Services Manager Derek Reeves says clear messages build community and enrollment. Keep up with higher ed news at dwhiteandco.com. Derek, uh... Message, good, best, good, clear messages build community, you said. You know, I think it's kind of funny. So many of the clients that we've been working with, um, and just I think colleges in general, they were really anxious to get going. They're feeling the stress over fall enrollment um, and wanting to get that rolling, starting their strategies, their marketing strategies, and re realizing they have to go back and revisit their brand strategies, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, we did add some projects kicking off this next week that are going to be really key to the full brand itself with the from the marketing side, from the message side, from the president to just a lot of things that are going on right now of brand, being on brand, having a clear, concise message of who your school is and what you believe in from value standpoint. Yeah, I think what you're and part of what you're saying there is it all has to integrate and go together mm -hmm. and everyone has to agree on it and believe it. It can't just be a message for a few people. It has to be a message for everybody at the school, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. So, well, keep us moving along, Derek, and I'm going to keep brand news moving along. Do it. And Jacksonville <laughs> keeps the beat on the St. John's River. Pop Punkers' newfound glory rocked Jack's River jams last Thursday, and the stage is set for local hip-hop legends Quad City DJs to perform hits like Space Jam this Thursday at the former site of the Jacksonville Landing. Don't forget to sign up for an exclusive preview event of the newly opened rooftop restaurant concept Estrella Casina at the Vistar Tower on April 24th, as well as the first ever Downtown Council Fit Club, April 27th. For more Downtown Jacksonville news, subscribe to the Downtown Council podcast wherever you listen and visit downtowncouncil.org. You know, I checked my Newfound Glory anecdote from a few weeks ago and I wanted to follow back up on it. So we were talking about Newfound Glory and I kind of stopped myself. I was like, it didn't. So here, here was the anecdote I was going to tell you. So Chad Gil, are you a Newfound Glory fan at all? Uh, I, I know the words to the lyrics of Newfound Glory, but I wouldn't say I know a lot about them. Yeah, I don't really know much about them either. It's, um, I mean, they were during my time. They just weren't necessarily what I listened to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, they're from Coral Springs, Florida. 
and they came up and played Jack's River Jams. Did you go out there? I didn't go out uh, there. Of no. course, you had your folks here. Yeah. I was yeah. out of town, so we didn't get to I see this I would have gone and checked it out. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's a band that I listened to growing up. It would have been cool to watch. Sure. Them, had other priorities. So Chad Gilbert, who uh, is a member of Newfound Glory, um, he married a woman named Sherry Dupree. And Sherry Dupree was in a band back in the day called Isley. They were... Uh, you know, around the same time, kind of like if you split the difference between Newfound Glory and Radiohead, they yeah. sort of sounded like that. And there were three sisters. They all lived in my hometown of Tyler when I was a teenager. Hmm. And so she married Chad Gilbert from Newfound Glory, and he moved to small town East Texas for like a year. And they divorced. And actually, I think one of the other sisters married a, a, another pretty famous uh, musician as well. So for a brief time, I, people would be buzzing in the target. Like, oh, that's a guy from Newfound Glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know who around. he was. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't care. Yeah. So <laughs> that's interesting. So though. that was my, but I didn't want to say that because obviously, you know, without kind of checking. It sounds first. like he got out of East Texas pretty quick then. Yeah. And of course, you know, who knows what was going on with all that, but I knew that he had been there. I knew that Newfound Glory rang a bell to me. Mm, so gotcha. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like they put a pretty good show on. I saw some videos and stuff. It looked, mm-hmm. looked fun. Fun. Yeah, Derek, let's get to the real brand news of this week. The meat. The meat. And finally, Derek's parents land on the first coast. Client services manager Derek Reeves enjoyed exploring history over the long weekend with his parents, Holly and Dan, who were in town from Oklahoma. Keep up with the D. White & Company team and everything D. White & Co. at dwhiteandco.com. Derek, uh, I think we talked about this last week. Uh, first of all, I was excited to find out that your parents are fans of DW Co. Show. They knew everything that was going on with it. I did. And then secondly, uh, I feel like they had a much better trip this time than they, they did. had last well, time. Well, I, I can frame it with the last time they came, well, you can go check it out in the last episode that we did. They, It was not good weather, their first visit. Visit number two. Yeah. They're here on Friday. They landed on Friday. We're taking a look at the forecast, and the whole weekend is just like, you know, 60 to 80% rain in the area the whole weekend just like oh again like it's gonna yeah. happen again and they knew it they coming in they were kind of like ah. and so i had the i was a little frustrated on like how am i gonna please my parents like they didn't i didn't deliver jacksville last time i was new plus the weather was awful and like this time it looks like it's gonna be the same kind of situation i'm like oh I need to win them over and let them know, like, I like living in this city, like, <laughs> so they don't make me come home. You're a true client services manager. You're wanting to deliver the experience, you know? And, uh, and I'd say we did, you know, we did some really fun stuff, uh, you know, despite the kind of cruddy weather. That well, was, the weather got better for some right. parts, at least. It, did, it, it, it was overcast the entire weekend, but we had spurts of um, sunshine on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday even cleared up just a little bit and remained cool and was fun, and then We did things like we went down to St. Augustine and uh, checked out Castillo de San Marcos, the fort there, uh, went inside of it. And even a little funny story about that, there was a, you know, there was a, uh, some uh, sail uh, racing going on with some- Like a little regatta. Regatta, little sail. regatta. yeah, yeah, going Sailboat on. racing, yeah. Yep, uh, and that was mm-hmm. going on, but at the same time, we're going up, and there's park rangers out outside the fort. It's the first day they had opened, and um, there were- guiding us in a specific way. And I overheard somebody say, there's a situation at hand. I was like, I don't know what that means, but mm-hmm. we kind of went in anyways, cause we wanted to go check it out. And apparently there was a mysterious package left in the parking lot. And they were like, you can stay inside the fort. We've got authorities taking care of this. They had to bring in a bomb squad because that's what they thought that it was. And, uh, and all that. So 
it was a really fun trip and we ate down at prohibition kitchen um but it was uh we had to navigate a little bit through some of the circumstances of, mm-hmm. of of being down there but the weather was good a few other things that we did we went to riverside arts market which mm-hmm. was awesome they had a great time we rode the ferry over above uh, up in mayport over to boneyard beach mm-hmm. over near amelia island mm-hmm. um and then we came over here and hung out with you and Jessica, and uh, we went over to Southern Grounds and ate, and uh, I don't know. They, overall, they had a really good, really good time. Sounded like Dan was uh, enjoying getting to go deep on 500, 600 years of history here. He was loving. He was talking about you know the cannons down in St. Augustine. He was telling us historical facts about Native American history, which he's like certified in to teach. Very cool. Uh, just so many things that like. He, he, there was information at hand, and he thought he'd throw in his little bit of information that he knows too on top of it. So, kind of like bringing your own guide who's also traveling. I like that. Yeah. You know, um, I saw some video of him checking out some cannons. Yeah, and uh, some of the old uh, military stuff around St. Augustine, and that looked like a very happy man. He, <laughs> it's a man that uh, enjoys. Um, he likes shooting guns every now and then, you know. Uh, but cannons, the historical, the historical side is what he likes about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but like, I don't know. He had some facts that he spit off about some cannons that I did wasn't aware of. I'm gonna have to go. I have to remember what that was. But he also just talks a lot too. So, but it was it was really good. So what uh, you told me earlier was you said when your parents met some of your friends, they had a chance to kind of meet your friends. Your friends all said. Oh, I think I understand Derek a little better now, right? Yeah, yeah. They were kind of like, oh, you're, Dan, you're kind of goofy. Derek's pretty <laughs> goofy. And then, you know, Mom, you know, you're pretty smart and put together really well and keep Dan in check. Derek's got a little bit of that, too. So, you know, um, they, they saw a direct reflection of, like, it makes sense now. It clicks. The history side of Derek, the funny side of Derek, the somewhat organized and fun as far as um, like little games and gimmicks and stuff like that. It comes from my mom. So they, they, they kind of got the full picture of the Reeves. So I, uh, I think that's pretty fun. And you know, Holly actually put us on task, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, but she got us on the Skyway. She did. Yeah. It was her idea. That was a tease. See, what I was saying was... <laughs> Holly got us to ride the Skyway, and if you keep listening, we'll talk about it. There we go. But in the meantime, how about a marketing tip? Here's a marketing tip from D. White & Company. Find more marketing tips at dwhiteandco.com. Hey guys, it's Monday afternoon here at D. White & Company, and I wanna ask you a question. I wanna ask why do so many small private institutions have the most inconsistent branding, right? Like you you get it for a large university, right? They have lots of different departments and schools and colleges, but sometimes the smallest schools have the most inconsistent, far-flung, unstrategic marketing and branding messaging that you see anywhere. So think about it this way. You have to be consistent. You have to have a consistent message and it has to be relevant to people. A lot of universities aren't doing that. If you're not doing it, start with a content audit. I promise you it makes a huge difference. All right, that's it for now. More to come from D. White & Company. That's this week's marketing tip from D. White & Company. Find more marketing tips at dwhiteandco.com. You can email D. White & Company at darren at D-A-R-R-E-N at dwhiteandco.com.
So anyways, yeah, that was a pretty fun trip, but I'm not the only one who took a trip this weekend, <laughs> or my parents aren't the only one who took a trip. You found yourself over there in uh, Melrose. Yeah, I got it. on the lake. It was exciting to see uh, your folks, um, but I only got to see them for a couple of days because I got the chance to go out to Lake Santa Fe. Uh, starting Thursday afternoon, was out there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and part of Sunday on sort of like a creative retreat. Uh, so I'll give these other guys in their companies a shout out. Cool. Uh, Andrew Cardi uh, was there. And of course, him and his wife, Rachel, run Siski Productions, who we've worked with, with clients like Kaiser University. Um, working with or, or hanging out with Stephen Freeman, who runs Kairos Digital, which very fast moving, fast rising uh, digital marketing company here in Jacksonville. And then Tim Driscoll, who runs MBH Productions. It has a lot to do with the Jacksonville Film Festival and a very creative dude, funny guy as well. So, yeah, we just got to hang out kind of in the actual more swampy kind of, you know, yeah. lakey. You sent a photo over and it was like sun's going down right on the water. Y'all were out on the boat cruising and stuff like that. I was like, parents were in town, but I was a little jealous. <laughs> I, was a little, I was like, those are things that I enjoy doing. It sounds like fun. So what uh, what all did you guys do while you were there? You know, you, yeah. you said creative retreat. Sure. So what does that mean? Yeah, well, I will say, so I did get some lake footage for Danny Boy. So just in case he needs to do some fishing. And you you told him while you were here, and he was like, oh, that sounds nice. (laughs) I'd like to see that. (laughs) You know, I think um, I I, kind of had got a kick out of this. So so Stephen was showing me this uh, AI called Jarvis. I think it's run by a company called Conversion or Convert. convert. I think it's conversion.ai. Jarvis... You can give it a few sentences, and it will create marketing copy for you. Hmm. And it's it's pretty good, actually. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Although, on the other hand, part of you is like, you know, like, this just shows you how important it is to have good message. I mean, you know, yeah. you could be getting your message from a, a AI kicking out random thoughts, you know. So we started out doing kind of a John Henry, you know, like, let's, let's pit ourselves against the AI with the same prompt. Hmm. Um, and what we found was that while the AI was pretty good, it, it didn't, it didn't feel human. You know, it, it couldn't, it could tell you what happened and it could even tell you the emotion, but it couldn't tell you the things that humans don't want to tell you. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. The secrets, the things that we hold. And, right. and sometimes when you're writing or getting creative, that's the best, that's the most important stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It gets spicy at that point and you're like, well, that's a cool story. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, several of these guys were kind of, you know, Andrew and Tim have a little background in improv, okay? I know Andrew does. He's even, yeah, he's done a little bit for us, I think. Yeah. Even. So, you know, that's, <laughs> well, and Andrew which is and, cool. Andrew and Tim many years ago, around 2012 or 13, did a film called Nora for the 48-hour film festival here in Jacksonville that won, won the top prize. Incredible. And it's really cool. I went, have you watched it? I, I, actually, I actually haven't. No. It's on YouTube. Like we to. should put the link out there. I went back yeah. and watched it again. Uh, I really, I don't even know if I'd seen the whole thing before. Um, it's a really great story and incredibly put together. And, and it, it's even more impressive that they did it in 48 hours. Wow. Yeah. You know, very cool. It is real cool. So we started to improv these um, stories, kind of like for, you know, kind of like, you know, just different ideas. So we would come up with, so like, here's, here's an example of one. The first line was, he's dead as a doornail, I promise, dead as a doornail. And then the next line that someone added was, he didn't look dead to me. Mm. And then the third line was, after all, a dead man never winked at me. What do you think? 
it, it does seem a little spooky. Yeah. Up top. Right. But what's the story? I mean, just you tell me. Just go. Just just tell me. Just give me a little minute. Let me All read right. to you. He's yeah. dead as a doornail. I promise. Dead as a doornail. He didn't look dead to me. After all, a dead man never winked at me. Oh, wow. So it sounds like with the setup, somebody was trying to get away with murder Uh or some kind of crime. And they are kind of the guilty one. Uh And they're trying to feed this family with the the insight that they're not sure of yet. It's like this person who's saying he's dead as a door. Oh, is that right? He's dead as a doornail. I promise dead as a doornail. They, That's a, they're Andrew came up with that line. They're promising. So it's like, they were the lead on this. They, they're, they're the one who's guilty and they're trying to trick the rest of the family to think that it was, you know, it was, it wasn't them. Yeah. And then the next line is what right there? He didn't look dead to me. That's the, that is the investigator coming in. Or no, sorry, sorry. That's the person who caught them in the act uh-huh. coming in saying, ah, wait a second. Uh-huh. Let's not uh, come to any conclusions just yet. I actually saw him walk out the back door. Right. And uh, grabbed his dog's leash and kept walking. They went on a walk. <laughs> so this he is, wasn't I'm, dead. I'm getting a very kind of knives out clue kind of vibe. It's very, yeah, it's I like kind of Sherlocky. I like uh, it. Knives out a little is kind of actually where the inspiration I'm pulling from. No lie. I like the style. Um, and then the last line is what? After all, a dead man never winked at me. And that's the investigator coming in with the proof that, sure. a, a, that this person's guilty of attempted murder. And uh, yeah, so that's the story. Cool. I like that's a good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, sorry. I, I like some improv. I, I'd actually like to do some of this stuff too. a little bit more. I just need to make sure I get the time well, time to do it. What time, like right now on our show, to do I, it? Exactly. Could you please tell me how wrong I am and what the actual story? No, is? No, there is no story. Oh, there's not. No, that was the prompt, right? Oh. So you just did it. You oh, just right. created your story. Gotcha. Right. Oh, cool. You know, so we started with the prompt. We'd each write the prompt, and then we create the story. Hmm. Do you want to hear mine? I would. Yeah. For that one. Would you please tell me your sure. in the audience, of course. He's dead as a doornail, I promise, dead as a doornail. He didn't look dead to me. After all, a dead man never winked at me. Are you going to pay me now or what, Stephen said. I know you're new to crime and all, but it's bad business to stiff your hitman. You know, what with the murder and all? I looked through the front door at the vacant strip mall across the street, then back at Andrew on the conveyor belt of the tortilla maker. He was doing his best impression of the dead body he and Stephen saw floating in the lake a few summers ago. But Stephen had turned the boat around before Andrew got a good look, so his impression wasn't very convincing. Let's get out of here, guys. This isn't funny, I said. We're going to miss the stained glass show. <laughs> the stained glass show? Yeah. I like that, though. It was pretty There's a funny. bunch of inside jokes that sure, I was sure, working sure. in. Yeah. That's pretty funny, yeah. Okay. I like what, so what, what led you to writing that specific story underneath those headings? Urgency. Ooh, yeah. I, we had a few minutes to do it, and that's mm. just... So, do you want to hear some more? Do you want to yeah. hear another yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got okay. another, let's keep them going. I got another one. You can give me a story. Give me, I'll give it quicker. Give me a little quicker story, but 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 I, I like where yeah. we're, we're here. The rain hadn't stopped in over an hour. If it keeps rising like this, there could be trouble. I saw Harry across the lake putting out sandbags. Okay. Okay. So, um, this story starts in Seattle. Mm. and uh, it's raining. It's an overcast day. Uh, he's walking. There's somebody driving, and they hit a puddle and splash him. He's all instantly kind of mad. Could you read the second line to me again? Yeah, I like how you break it down line by line. Yeah. 
if it keeps rising like this, there could be trouble. Uh, let me just read the whole thing. Yeah. The rain hadn't stopped in over an hour. If it keeps rising like this, there could be trouble. I saw Harry across the lake putting out sandbags. And, and so this happens on the, the lake near Oak Harbor, right outside of Seattle. There's, okay. a, there's a military base. So these guys are familiar with the area. Yeah. Um, and they're just outside. They're not on the military base because they're not in the military. Sure. Um, and, uh, but there's, there's a lake outside of Oak Harbor, which is on the other side of Seattle, that is uh, big, but it's rising because of all of this rain. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have to get a, a, a very important package across mm, to like the other that. side. Very important package. Yeah. Can't tell you what's inside. <laughs> and, but w- if it continues to rise, um, it's, there's actually a chance that the current would pick up and take them back into the city. Mm. And so then you're talking about doomsday type experience with C- Seattle being flooded. Right. And so he's got to also save the day by getting the package of there. The package is what keeps the rain from making it flood. Oh. Yeah. So. Yep. It's a good story. And that's a story. Uh, in the end, he doesn't make it, and Seattle floods. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But don't worry. There's good that comes out of that. Yeah, there's yeah. also a freeze after that, and so yeah. there's blocks of ice in the streets of Seattle. Yeah. Uh, and the next Olympics, Winter Olympics, was held there. Yeah. You know, I have to say, I think your story's a little better than mine on this one. <laughs> he's, he's really putting out sandbags now? Doesn't it seem a little late for that? Baby said. I haven't even seen him out here since July 4th. The music faded out and Garland faded in. If what he said was right about the levee breach at the 17th Street Canal, sandbags weren't going to make much difference. I thought about the Lower Ninth Ward. How would those people get out? Mm. So I kind of made it like a Katrina. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little different. The Lower Ninth Ward. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Bringing in some of the historical elements in there. Okay, so here, let's do one more. You want to do one more? I like where this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. One more. Now, so at this point, we're loosened up. Okay. So the first thing you need to know as an editor is you're going to have to bleep a bunch of stuff in this, this particular one. Nice. But I think it's funny, you know, it's more, it's not about, it's, it's, it's about the feel. When you're a writer, you have to go there. You have, you might edit it later. Some people don't understand that, but that's what you do. Mm -hmm. So on mine at least. Right. But uh, okay. Sure, sure, sure. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah. He slid the revolver. There's a lot of guns here. He slid the revolver over to me. It's empty. He said. But Jack had lied to me before. Okay, so let me read to him. Mm. He slid the revolver over to me. It's empty, he said. But Jack had lied to me before. So this takes place in um, a basement. There's four guys. Jack, we don't know the name of the other guy because he's kind of uh, going to be the one who's at the hand and the helm of this gun pointed at him. Uh, all right, so, yes, right. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing poker. Okay. Yep, and it's, uh, it's Jack's birthday. Um, and there is a revolver involved. So they were being a little risky, probably not very careful. And, uh, um, I don't really know why there was a revolver there. I'm mm-hmm. going to guess that there was, um, probably some serious money on the line mm. and Jack is kind of a hot shot. He comes in there playing poker all the time. Right. Um, and the, 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 the character that gives it, that owns the revolver that also owns the house and the basement that they're in. Um, he's kind of friends with Jack. Uh, but the other two guys do not like Jack. Uh, but they come in and they play poker and stuff like that. And me or not me, but the, the guy that owns the revolver, he gets a little irritated, Jack, because Jack's winning all night. So mm-hmm. he throws the revolver in as a, you know, kind of like a second chance to win all of his money back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, double or nothing type experience. And then, um, you know, uh, 
Jack was bluffing. Oh. Yes. And he, uh, he ended up, the guy who owned the revolver, Jack had a chance to maybe shoot him in the shoulder or something like that with the revolver. Oh. Uh, but, but Jack had lied before. And he uh. was bluffing on his cards, and uh, the guy got his revolver back. So it was actually a happy story. A lot of bluffs. Yeah, a lot of bluffs. I like that. <laughs> I like that. That's a, that's a that's a good that's a good that's a crazy game of poker. It was O-A-R pretty would say. intense. Pretty intense. Let's let's hear what yours was. Uh, now I'm playing it's, characters. Gonna be, it's going to be here. way better than this. <laughs> I told you I don't want you bringing a f-ing revolver into my mom's house, dude. I can handle this. I'm just going to tell him what happened. Two guys kicked in the door, pistol whipped you, took all the drugs and all the money. Jack was ejecting the cylinder in and out of the pistol and spinning it with that smart look on his face. Jack always had the jimmy legs. He could bounce a coffee mug across a diner table. But now he was still. Not at rest. Still. He's next level nervous. But the gun was empty. You and I both know that didn't happen. In about 20 minutes, Bear is too. I don't know if you've noticed this, but these guys are not vibing with your let's talk it out strategy. And just like the last time you were going to talk it out, we ended up with a dead guy stuffed in a tortilla maker. Do you not remember this is how we got in this mess to begin with? Now we need to do what Sandy told us to do and fix this by murdering them. He whispered the last words and pointed at the gun. Jack could be a real asshole sometimes, but he wasn't wrong. With every second that ticked by, I was feeling increasingly Stop with the gun, Captain Dip. I grabbed the Saturday Night Special out of his hand. At least give this to me if we're doing this. Yeah, we're doing this. Jack looked more like Barney Fife than a Florida man kingpin to me. This is getting better. See, we're fixing this. I feel good. Do you feel good? I feel good. <laughs> Cut. In scene. <laughs> wow. There you go. That was special. <laughs> that was something. I'm... <clears throat> This episode might uh, take a little more editing time <laughs> just to get all those out. But that was cool. that was a cool exercise. You guys sound yeah. like you had a lot of fun. It was so a that, good time. Was that one a crowd favorite? Uh, that was a crowd favorite. I also told one about a, uh, well, it was based on someone I knew that had a, a bad trip to a bathroom in a restaurant. Oh, based on somebody you knew. <laughs> someone I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not important, but that's awesome. But anyways, wow. Yeah. yeah. And the other guys had some had a really good time. Yeah. Of course, I don't want to share their stories sure. without ap- approving them, but I'm still thinking about their stories. I mean, in a, yeah. like I'm remembering lines from them. Sure. And uh, it was just a really, uh, I think, creative uh, and recharging thing to get out and have fun writing. Mm-hmm. You know, everything we've written this year has been a little heavy. Yeah. So it's fun no. to just just blast out the cobwebs. Yeah, that, yeah, you know? get some of that copywriting stress out of you, <laughs> yeah. get it off your shoulders and come back with a fresh mind, you know, <laughs> like, you know, th- you've been wanting to say and write some of that stuff for a while and you know, you don't really get an opportunity to do it the kind of work that we do. Sure. You get a, you get a chance to be creative with writing but not like, you know, this fan, you know, fan, fantasy type writing. Yeah. <laughs> so Go find cool. your people, go find your writing pack. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Hi, this is Harris John Tweedley, majority shareholder in DW Co. Radio, reminding you why have a college building with your name on it when you can have a radio station with someone else's name on it. <laughs> it's a swamp shop brought to you by DW Co. Radio and only on dwhiteandco.com. And Derek, I think the biggest news is on brand off brand this week. That's right. And, uh, 
in show 28, you can go back and listen and watch. Mm-hmm. We talked about the new gas tax fund that the Sky, uh, the Jacksonville was going to do through the Skyway. Right. Well, I think, and just to kind of tag on to that, the discussion is we have infrastructure money that would be mm-hmm. coming from this. And should we extend the Skyway? Right. Should we focus on other types of transportation, et cetera? Right. Skyway's a, a big part of that proposal. It yeah. is. And through that discussion, we talked about, hey, it would be a really great idea for us to go ride it. Because we've been here for several years, and it's just time for I us don't know to anything ride. about it. I know. Yeah, I didn't either. And so, uh, as we kind of prefaced earlier in the episode, my mom ha- was asking if we could go ride that. We were having a nice dinner or lunch, I should say, over at Bearded Pig, and I had forgotten that the Skyway was right there. But Holly, being a, I'm just going to say, devoted fan of DW Co Show, and also your mom. Uh, <laughs> um, she's like, I want to ride the Skyway. I heard you guys talking about the Skyway, and you're going to ride it. Let's go do it. So. We rode the Skyway. And it was a really good time, actually. I had a blast. I was really surprised at how fun it was. I, I, okay, thank you for starting this with fun, because this is the on-brand, off-brand. Like, what should we do with all this? I have an opinion. Yeah. But I'm curious what your thoughts were, but I'm glad you started with fun. Riding the Skyway was a blast. It was so That's the part that's missing from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a blast. Yeah. My mom had a blast. Dad thought it was cool. You were doing your usual tour guide self, (laughs) you know, pointing out buildings and stuff like that. And we've got images to show and videos to show of that. But like, yes, it was uh, such a fun experience. First of all, that was number one. Two, I saw a different point of view of the city than I've ever seen before. Totally. It was beautiful. In and out of buildings, around, over the parks interacting with the people that use that right kind of on the daily and there was a few we kind of had the car to ourselves most of the time but it was fascinating and free it was free i didn't even know that we were trying to figure out free (laughs) (laughs) anyways we were trying to pick out um you know tickets and then it was like no it's a complimentary ride yeah so here's my thought Mm -hmm. i think that we have been looking at the skyway all wrong which is that I think that the Skyway is actually a really impressive, cool, fun, unique downtown circulator. Mm -hmm. And I think that the issue is not with the Skyway. The issue is with downtown development and how we manage downtown. Because if you, there, that, the Skyway goes downtown everywhere it needs to go almost more or less. Yes. It could go over the, over here to mm-hmm. five points of Brooklyn. And we, yeah. we I think that'd be great. Yeah. But I'm saying like, if you had, you know, a shrimp game, a Jaguars game, um, some sort of events or activities, and you had a lot of people downtown, you might need more skyway, uh, uh care, you know, capacity. Yep. They're mm-hmm. a little small. Yep. You might need more trains, but that would be it. People would love to do that. Yeah. Ride the skyway around downtown Jacksonville. But I think the issue is maybe it's not about extending the Skyway. Maybe it's about connecting the Skyway, right? And, mm-hmm. and building that into, other, and of course, you know, I'm talking pie in the sky transit here. But, you know, building that into other rail lines that are maybe more like what Oklahoma City did with their streetcar, as mm-hmm. you mentioned. Yeah. What do you think? No, I think that was cool. It'd be cool if you could get off on the Skyway and jump onto the streetcar, then take you down to the yeah. stadium or something like that. Right. But and, and connecting the entire urban core would be, you know, would be very cool. But, like, I could see... If those pieces were added to, I think it could become a much more sure. usable, more fun experience for everybody. But I, just in the locations and the stops that it did take us, I would, I could see myself using it a little bit more. Right. I actually kind of agree with that. And yes, if you had a few key link up points, it would bring more people in, in and out of downtown. As right. Well. Yeah. And we kind of thought, you know, you know, Jessica lives here, but works across the river. And we were kind of talking about like, what if she, t- 
parked in downtown, didn't have to do all the the, sure. the bridge traffic in the morning and just right. rode the Skyway to work because it's right. right off, right right behind her building. See, I think what would be great is, you know, maybe it's um maybe it's a Skyway or maybe it's sort of a not an elevated monorail or something, but maybe the Skyway part really starts as you come into that downtown mm-hmm. and it becomes, you know, it's very just like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's breathtaking, it's right. exciting, it's fun. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's really neat. I think that for me, I'm going to say Skyway is on brand for Jacksonville. I think it should be more beloved instead of joked. It's a, it's like a little, I mean, right now it is a kind of like yeah. a little toaster. I get it. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't know, I'm hearing autonomous vehicles and stuff, and maybe that stuff's going to be great. But I don't know. I think there's something to this, uh, you know, the Skyway is kind of unique. It was cool, and just to, we got to, got to go across the river, got to see several of the different bridges, but I would I would go to say that it was, you know, I think Jacksonville's fun, I think the Skyway is fun, and I think it, it connects in its on-brandness there, but I also think it's helpful and useful. Yeah. It, Jacksonville does have bridges and traffic, and sometimes it's a little tough to get around the city based yeah. on how it's laid out. This helps a lot, yeah. and, uh, you know, I'm excited to use it a little bit more in the future. Sometimes what I can't understand is Jack in Jacksonville is it seems like we were on a really uh, exciting path through most of the 2010s and then just took this uh, kind of like left turn into some really just like um, fool's errands with JEA and some stuff like that. But I think the things that bring people, I'm thinking a lot about this Jacksonville brand. I'm trying to kind of zero in on it a little bit more than we have in the past. And, uh, you know, I think uh, one thing that... Um, that brings people to Jacksonville is it's, it is kind of exciting and fun mm-hmm. and it has a, a, a fun you can touch. Yep. And I actually, I mean, like you said, the Skyway is useful beyond being fun, but like, I think Jacksonville is so great about bringing useful and fun together. Yeah, they sure are. <laughs> you yeah, know, you're know. Like, you don't have to separate the two. And that's here. what sparks people's interest here. If yeah. it's fun first, then they will engage. That's right. And so I think we need more opportunities for that. And I think that just, you know, maybe we'll, we'll start spreading the word of like, hey, go check that out because it's yeah. actually fun. And I thought that Dan and Holly really enjoyed it too, from what I could tell. They were wanting to try it out. They had obviously seen our concerns of like, oh, nobody really uses that. Oh, it um, doesn't go anywhere. Doesn't go anywhere. Sure. It's just like it's just a it's kind of small, right? And, and now you know they had a really good experience. Now we were mostly the only folks on it. Yeah, but one thing I noticed was when we stopped over James Weldon Johnson Park, you got this cool uh, shot of that park, and Dan and I started talking about the history of of, of Axe Handle Saturday, Axe Handle Saturday, right? Right. Yeah. For some reason, I'm a blot. Yeah. Yep. Axe Handle Saturday and talking about. Um, that history. And, you know, it was also a really exciting way to show the city mm-hmm. from, you know, from that space. So I don't know. I'm saying on brand. We, we, we uh, talk about visitors and people in town and, and how you show people the real Jacksonville. I think, I think the Skyway might be included on visits. I agree. From now I on. think from now on, I'm putting that on my, you know, when you live in a town, right. And you want to show it off, you get your list of hits. Yes. I think Skyway's a hit. Yeah, I do. I do think it's a hit. And, uh, Next time, we're going to get up there and do an actual video. We'll do something a little fun, maybe a yeah. little gimmicky on there, and just kind of maybe we can get people to get on it soon. Maybe we should take a party on the Skyway. Not a bad or idea. something like that. You know, listen, uh, love the Skyway. Don't make fun of the Skyway. Don't make fun of it, yeah. It's cool. It. We, we've learned that it is a cool piece of Jacksonville. Let's just let's see what the infrastructure money does and, you know, how it might change. Ask not what the Skyway can do for you. But ask what you can do for the Skyway. Is that the advice today? Are you taking the advice? Never. Derek, it's time for your advice. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Well, you can, you're free to use it as a prompt. That's Why true. don't you start your next sentence 
based on what I just said about the Skyway, a la Keep It On Brand. The, <clears throat> I got something for you. Hit me. History is at the heart of where your home is. Go on, expand. You've got uh, two minutes and uh, 18 History seconds. History is at the heart of where your home is. First of all, there's some alliteration in there, too. <laughs> Take pride in what the history of your mm -hmm. city or wherever you consider home is. You could learn a lot from it, and it also shapes the future of the city. And so I'd say things like the Skyway, things like things down in uh, uh, St. Augustine, even parts of Jacksonville, just through the experience of my parents, I've understood, like, wow, history is a really integral and important part of why cities become what they are. Mm -hmm. And so I think as much as you are up to date on that, as knowledgeable about that, and take pride in if, if it's good history, that uh, you can use that in such a great way to shape your city. And the bad history too. You don't want to take pride in it, but you need right. to talk yes. about it. Need to I talk a, about it. You know, I had a life-changing experience in Memphis at the Civil Rights Museum, which is on the site, the Lorraine Motel there, where Martin Luther King was assassinated. You can actually go into the room more or less as it was at that time. There's beautiful, uh, gospel music by Mahalia Jackson playing. It, it changed mm -hmm. the way that I understood that moment. Yeah. Right. So there is value for us as a city, not just for tourism and dollars, but there people can have moments that that are life changing by examining these things. We need to embrace that stuff. Yep. Yep. You can hear it all here on DW Co Show. Uh, go check out DW Co Radio at dwhiteandco.com/radio. Darren, where can they reach you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Real Darren White. You can email me, Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, at dwhiteandco.com. And Derek, as you said, you can always have a good old time at dwhiteandco.com. Uh, how about you, Derek, in yeah. your own Slide handles? into my DMs at, <laughs> at Derek Reeves. That's D-E-R-E-K-R-E-E-V-E-S. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, don't talk to me on Facebook. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, thanks so much uh, for, uh, for putting this together. Thank you, everyone, for listening to DW Co. Show. Derek, just about 20 seconds left. Uh, what can they look forward to next week? Look forward to next week is uh, uh, more updates about the projects that we're working on, uh, a review of Estrella Cocina, the yeah. new Mexican restaurant that we'll be checking out with the networking event and walking tour next week. And yeah, uh, more DWCO radio stuff coming up. Have a great weekend, everybody.